This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1822. How to use the float and hook method to create mystery in English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. People with good social awareness rarely come out and say the biggest part of a story right away. Instead, we lead into it with phrases that draw people in to hook them for a great story. In today's episode, you'll learn four of these phrases so that you can be more interesting in English. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Aubrey, I got a quick question for you. All right, let's hear it. All right, so when's the last time you put your foot in your mouth? Oh, just the other day I told a neighbor she was skinny. And I'm thinking of that as a compliment, but she did not take it as a compliment. I think um, the culture's going toward a little bit more of like women looking healthy rather than skinny and maybe even like a little thick as we say is like in curvy is in right and so I didn't realize this about her but she really hates how skinny she is and it hurt her feelings and we kind of I apologized and we kind of had a conversation it was okay but I'm like okay I need to not call people skinny Oh my gosh. I put my foot in my mouth there. Yeah. I mean, the culture changes, right? Things change Mm -hmm. over time. And so you really put your foot in your mouth. Did you literally put your foot in your mouth after that happened? (laughs) Good (laughs) question. No, I'm not about to be putting my foot in my mouth. (laughs) But this is a fun idiom we use, right? To say, I said something dumb. I -hmm. I said something I regretted after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. That is so true. Um, I did that this morning. I had a situation, similar situation this morning, actually, uh, on a walk with my dog where, you know, my dog always meets this other dog who he loves to play with. And this other dog is like an English lab. You know how English labs are kind of low to the ground and thick. 
Like they're yes. kind of thick. They're kind of big dogs. And this dog is a particular meaty dog. <laughs> and I said, oh, Riggins is really meaty. Like he's he's a thick dog. He's a strong dog. And then the owner, the poor guy, got into this whole thing of how Ooh. his friend had said his dog was fat and he's going to the vet to see if his dog's overweight. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think he's overweight. I, <laughs> that's not what I, I meant. Really, I really put my foot. I was like, oh, God, I hope he didn't think I was trying to say his dog is overweight because that's not what I was trying to say. It was a big mess. And I walked home and I, I was regretting I was really putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah. yeah. This happens all the time, right? Where we say things that either we don't mean or it's just taken differently than we meant, yes. right? Yes. This idiom, put one's foot in one's mouth, is really good. We use it all the time. We're going to talk about it today, mm-hmm. along with a couple other expressions that we use a lot. This came up because in a recent episode, you guys heard us talk about the idiom to strike gold mm-hmm. when we were saying, you know, if you meet someone you're wanting to date, you might say, oh, I struck gold with this person. Right. Or you could say, I struck gold with the book I'm reading. Yes. And we talked about how we are sort of hinting at something good that happened. We don't come right out and say, I met someone I really like. Mm, yes. I love it. Because if we have a great story, don't waste it on a moment that people aren't paying attention. Right? Right. You want to make sure you've got your audience hooked. These phrases we're talking about are those hooks where you say something to make sure everyone's listening. Is this a good time for this story? Is this fun, right? Natives rarely come out and say the biggest part of a story right away. Like you said, you might waste it. Yeah, I think this shows real social intelligence, right? We're hook, we're floating and we're using that as a hook, right? We're floating something out there and we're seeing if anyone bites. Yeah, <laughs> we're exactly. seeing if we this person bites. Phrases that hint at what happened. Mm-hmm. Like you said, see if someone bites, if they're going to say, oh, you know, how did you strike gold or just, oh, you know, what happened? Yeah, I mean, the other thing that, you know, I don't want to say power, but there's always in a conversation a momentum, right? There's a momentum yes. where someone is, maybe more interested in the other. I don't know. There's always a dynamic to conversations. And when you're going to roll out a great anecdote or a story, you need to have the momentum. Exactly right. You need to have the floor, like we say, (laughs) like you're on stage. And if you're accidentally talking over someone or someone else is finishing a story, that's not the right moment, right? Just like you said, that social awareness to like find the right moment and then use one of these hook phrases to pull the conversation. Okay, now I'm going to tell this fun anecdote or story. Yeah, this is a true art. This is something I think I struggle with. (laughs) I'm really good at it, actually. You're good at it. That's awesome. I think it's like a sixth sense or something, Mm -hmm. especially I'm great at conversation one-on-one, but sometimes in groups, I can't quite tell like the right moment to kind of get in there. Totally. Yes. (laughs) So guys, we also want to take just a second to thank reviewers of our app, both Mm -hmm. on iOS and Android. A lot of people getting in there, getting these great vocab lists in the Mm -hmm. app. And we want to shout out some of your names. Yeah, for sure. If you have taken the time to review our app, we're going to try to shout out your name and say thank you. So we have Team iOS Aubrey today. We've got Salmon57, Lila Jen, Peggy from Taiwan, who we know Peggy. Peggy has been in our live group classes. So shout yes. out to Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Yeah, Natsuko O, Amjad, Alotaibi, Tutan. And then we have Team Android. We have uh, Yatka, Vonesova, Dinesh, Maharana, Simite, Dite, Marte, Dakao, Abdel Rahman, Tarwat Ahmed. Guys, thank you so much for reviewing our app and for using that app. Guys, the app is a really great way to deepen your vocabulary, right, Aubrey? 
Yes, exactly. I actually choose the keywords each yes. week and they're mm-hmm. always so it's easy to find them. There's so much great vocab in these episodes, mm-hmm. but what a time saver to just be able to tap them, get the definition, add them to your vocab and Save. then have it right there saved. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're listening to the podcast, guys, you might not have the time to go and write all these down. But if you have the app, you tap them, you save them, you have them forever in your list. Yes. And then just to be able to follow along on the transcripts. It's just so helpful. But also, thank you for leaving a review so we can know how much you love it. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Let's get into three or four ways that we could do this, that we could float, float our idea and then see if anyone bites. Yes, the first one's with a fun phrasal verb, strike out. This comes from baseball. If you don't ever hit the pitch with your bat, you strike out. But we'll use this to hook like this. I might say, uh, I struck out this morning. And what would okay. you respond to that, Lindsay? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What happened? Right? Exactly, yeah. right? You're, you're just floating this idea that something bad happened in such a native, natural way to say, mm-hmm. oh, I struck out this morning. Yeah. And I could see a native adding really there, right? Oh, I really struck mm. out this morning because we add really everywhere. Exactly right. Or totally. I mm-hmm. totally struck out this morning. <laughs> right. And so you're floating it. And the trick here is you're waiting, you're listening closely. And it's not always a verbal cue that you'll know that they've been hooked. They've, you know, that they're interested. It could be to turn their head. They look mm-hmm. at you, right? They're putting their ear out to hear what you're going to say. Exactly. Because you don't have to wait for a response from them. You could say, oh, I struck out this morning. Mm -hmm. I met up with somebody for coffee Mm -hmm. and it just did not go well, right? Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you say, I struck out this morning, Mm -hmm. that's a, people are, ears are pricking up. Like you said, they're like, oh, I I sense an interesting story coming. (laughs) They're going to start listening. Yeah, for sure. But if they don't, I mean, this is where, this is the the moment of like social skills, right? Mm -hmm. If they don't just... Maybe what do we do? I mean, maybe you can wait. You can wait for, you know, if they're paying attention to something else. This happens a lot when I'm at the park and we're all watching our kids. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I'll say something like that. Be like, oh, I struck out this morning. But if, you know, the person I'm there with is like helping their dog or their kid, it might be a couple seconds before they're able to turn their attention and be like, oh, what happened? I'm (laughs) dying to know, you know? Right. But in some cases they might, I mean, honestly, depending on where you are, people might not respond. And then, you know, you just don't, you just kind of don't say anything. Right. Save it for another day. (laughs) I think this is a tactic that a lot of uh, comedians that use dry humor do. They use Mm. this. If they're in a party, they might like very quietly in a very dry way, make a comment. And then that shows them whether people want to hear the joke. Yes, right? You yeah. gauge reaction after that and, yeah. s- and decide like, okay, is this the right crowd? Read yeah, it's the room, low as risk. they say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so let's do the next one for our listeners. Okay, so this one is step in it. And I think you're sort of implying like the imagery of stepping in like dog poo on the sidewalk, <laughs> right? <laughs> You'd say like, oh, I really stepped in it last night, which means you did something dumb or you said something you regret. Interesting. And notice how we've added really again, guys here, mm. so native and natural. So yes. I really stepped in it last night. Where are we putting the emphasis for this, Aubrey? The st- I really mm. stepped in it last night. Yeah, yeah that you really whole are. phrase. Because you're emphasizing just the mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So for example, if you mean to email one person and accidentally email someone else, and maybe it's, you know, negative feedback about the person you accidentally send it to something terrible like that, you'd be like, Oh, no, I stepped in it. Because it's assuming like, okay, now I've created a problem for myself. Oh, my gosh, yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good example, right? That could totally happen if we're not careful. That's why sometimes when I write emails, I just take all the addresses off the two line and then just after it's written, add them in. You know what I mean? Just to be careful. (laughs) Yes. And a lot of email engines now have added an undo. I know Gmail has this. If you accidentally send the wrong email, you can quickly undo and it reverses it. So it never sent. Gives you a little bit of a grace period. Yeah. I bet. I think you only have like a minute or two, right? It's pretty quick. But text, I don't think we have that. So if you accidentally send text to the wrong person, you're out of luck. (laughs) (laughs) That happened to me the other day. Something like, I don't know what it was. I sent like a a text to the uh, this group that had uh, we were planning a hiking thing and I said something like I'll make chicken (laughs) and someone was like okay great you could bring chicken sounds good to our hike yes I know I've done that before too and I'll like I'll send something to um my husband that I meant to send to one of my kids or or vice versa (laughs) like I need to be more careful who I'm texting here really careful it's true I love that that's so so this one step in it is very similar to the one that we talked about in the very beginning to put your foot in your mouth. Yeah. The difference is that's very specific to saying something, right? You wouldn't Mm. send a text or send an email and say, oh, I put my foot in my mouth. It has to be speaking for that one, right? Right. Whereas step in it can be anything, whether you were speaking or not, texting, Mm. emailing, just a dumb thing that you did, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Much more general use. Uh And I like this example we have here. You know, you should never criticize a friend's partner, like romantic partner, right? Because... That's just bad form, isn't it? That is a really good way to step in it (laughs) or to put your foot in your mouth if you're talking, right? Because even if you have a friend who's venting about their partner to you, Mm -hmm. you don't know. They're probably going to stay together. (laughs) You don't want to criticize. You just want to be their shoulder to cry on because you might regret it. Exactly. I mean, they, you may not love their partner. You may not think they're great for them, but they're with them. And they're, like you said, they're probably going to stay together. It's probably a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. And if you let on that, you really don't like, it's just kind of creates weird, a weirdness, a weird yeah, energy. Like once they, you know, make up and everything's fine again, they'll remember yeah. these things yes. that you said about not liking them. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Tricky. So true. <laughs> so that's one way you can avoid putting your foot in your mouth or stepping in it. We all say dumb things, but that's one thing I think to keep in mind, right? Don't criticize someone's family or yeah. partner that's always going to be in their life. They might be mad. They might be able to criticize them, but mm-hmm. you should just say like, oh, that's tough. Yeah, and that's got to be frustrating. <laughs> it's true. I love it. We're getting into a little bit of etiquette here. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Aubrey, do we have one more that's kind of a little bit more positive that we we should go into? What do you think? Yeah, this is a really fun way to hook someone, same way for a story that's going to be good, that you can use the idiom on cloud nine and -hmm. just say, oh, I'm on cloud nine. And then you're waiting for them to be like, ooh, what happened? Mm, I love it. So how would you set this up? So maybe you've had a win, like you've had, what would be an example of something that we would lead into? some kind of a Mm. scenario. Yeah. Like anything that's really good that's happened. Maybe you get a job, like an interview goes really well. You could say it right after I'm on cloud nine. And then Mm. when they ask you say, I just had the best job interview. It went amazingly because I used all the tips that I learned on all ears English. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Or the most obvious example, you just said that it's the last day of school for your kids, right? That is a day we're always on cloud nine, right? My kids were on cloud nine yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
last day of school, I took them to ice cream. Oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, you know, that's the the base, the thing that you'd want to say instead of saying, it's a good day. It's the last day of school. Mm-hmm. You'll say, I'm on yeah. cloud nine. And then wait yeah. for someone to right. ask you about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I was thinking usually it's something that involves like if you have a story, you have something to say, right? Because when they turn to you, you're going to have to say something else. But I guess you could use it for the last day of school. Like, I'm on cloud nine. Oh, really? What's going on? Oh, it's the last day of school. Last day of and school. I'm feeling no great. I'm homework. going to the beach. Yeah, yeah. All that good stuff. Exactly. But there does need to be something. You wouldn't say something. this out of the blue. Just I'm on cloud nine, meaning like I'm yeah. having a good day. I'm happy. Yeah. It definitely implies I have something kind of exciting that you could ask me about. Exactly. Like if it's the weather, it's it's not enough. No, no. <laughs> but nice even day. though the word cloud is in there, don't use this about the weather. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's give our listeners a role play. Okay, perfect. So in this role play, we are playing the roles of Megan and Lynn discussing an incident that happened while one of us was playing basketball. Okay. You know, this isn't us because <laughs> basketball. I don't know about I you, Lindsay. I do not play basketball. Oh, I'm no. terrible at it. I'm not a tall person, so I definitely don't play <laughs> basketball. <laughs> and I don't know. I've really tried. I can't shoot. I can't really oh, dribble. No. I end up accidentally throwing it and hurting people's fingers. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so bad at it. All right. Well, then you got to know what you're good at, right? Right. So it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So I'll go ahead and start us here. Okay. Oh, man. I really stepped in it yesterday. Uh-oh. What did you say? Well, you know that basketball league I started playing in? Yeah. You were excited about it. Seemed like you really struck gold with your team. Well, I try not to comment on anyone's play, but every now and then I put my foot in my mouth. Oh, shoot. What did you say? A player named Tim was really crowding me, so I asked him to step forward a bit, and he was not happy about that. Wait, isn't that the guy you've been hoping would ask you out? Yeah, I think I struck out on that one. (laughs) That's the other reason I had to have it be two imaginary people, because I'm not trying to date anybody right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I couldn't think of another way to fit in struck out. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So good. All right, good. So you opened here by, again, you floated this phrase, right? You said, oh man, I really stepped in it yesterday. And then I turned around and I said, "Uh uh-oh, what did you say? And now I'm signaling to you, I'm ready to hear. Yes, exactly right. Okay, give me the story. Yep, and that right there is the essence of today's episode, right, Aubrey? That's it right there. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. It's such an interesting way to start a story. Then, especially like you said, this is great for situations when there's a lot going on. Maybe you know people aren't necessarily paying attention to you, or there are Mm -hmm. a lot of different people talking. Mm -hmm. This is a good way to just float that idea. Yeah, this really just makes you more interesting. (laughs) Totally. It really does. It's all about setting the stage. Okay, what did I say after that? Yeah, so then you said, we're talking about this basketball team. You said, seems like you really struck gold with your team. So now you can see this idiom. Of course, you can use it to float an idea, start a conversation, but you can also fit it into the conversation elsewhere. Right, right. It doesn't have to be just limited to the to the floating, right? Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And- it just means it, it's good. You're excited about it to strike gold. Yes, and then- perfect. And then you said, well, I try not to comment on anyone's play, but every now and then I put my foot in my mouth. Right? Yes, exactly. Okay. Every now and then I do. I do comment on, on someone's play, right? Okay. So this play, the word so, here as a noun is really native and natural. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, I try not to comment on someone's skills or right. the way they play. We yeah. just use the word play as a noun for their skills, how they play. Interesting. And if you guys are, you know, using the app, if you're seeing the transcript, you're seeing we're doing, you're doing it a second time. You're, you're floating and waiting 
for the hook, right? You're doing exactly. it a second time. Every now and then I put my foot in my mouth and then I'm going back and say, oh, what did you say? I want to know. This is such a good skill so because it creates that back and forth in a conversation. Yes. I'm not going to sit there and just give several sentences, give all the details. Mm. This is a much more interesting way of doing it, of floating the idea again in the middle. Yeah, we're avoiding talking at people. So good. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So then I was saying someone was crowding me. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's see. I'm losing my place here. Yeah. So you said someone was crowding you. And then at the end, you said, I think I struck out on that one. So again, again, you're not using it exactly as the hook. You're finishing the idea here with exactly, that. Exactly. Right. This phrasal verb, of course, can be used all over. Anytime you're talking about something not going well, we use it a lot in this way. When you're hoping to date someone and you strike out, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And it can go beyond dating. It can go definitely anything you're trying to do and is not really working out. Right. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it, like we were saying, if it's a job interview that didn't go well, you could say, oh, no, I think I struck out mm-hmm. on this job interview. And then yeah, they're going to be like, oh, boy, what happened? It's amazing how much baseball there is in our language. Know. You know, it's, it's incredible. So, true. so what's the takeaway for today, Aubrey? Yeah, natives just rarely come right out and say the biggest part of a story right away. That's not the best way to have a conversation. We lead into it with phrases that hint at what happened. Yeah, or I would say some natives do, but they're not very fun to be around. (laughs) They're not as good a conversationalist, right? Every now that's a good compliment to say, oh, that person is a really good conversationalist. Like I love having a conversation with them. And this is one thing that they do. Exactly. A hundred percent. So that's what we want to show you guys on the show, not just how to speak English, right? We want to show you how to actually be engaging, connect and be a good conversationalist. So if you can learn to do this float and hook method, you can be a better conversationalist than I would say 50% of the population. It's so true. You'll be a better conversationalist than Lindsay here, who admits Probably. she doesn't do this Honestly, very often. I'm not very good at this. I have been told that I talk at certain people, so especially funny. people that I'm you closer need to. Work to. On that, Lindsay. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, yeah, it's usually people that I'm closer to, and I just want to get it out. Like I want to share something, and that's maybe another episode for another day. Well, um, and you're busy, right? You've got a lot mm-hmm. going on. You don't have a lot of time, and so yes. it's easier to just throw all the details at someone. Mm-hmm. It takes a little. You have to take a little time to. Stay step back and create this back and forth and add interest this way. Is uh, Interest and mystery. This is fantastic. Yeah, so guys, listen totally. to this episode again, because you've gotten a lot of good stuff here. This is gold. So good. Yeah, for sure. Use one of today's phrases. Next time you want to introduce a story, make a conversation more interesting. This All is right. fun, Lindsay. Sounds good, Aubrey. I'll talk to you very soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.